What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 166 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy. Chevy, hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you haven't had anything taken from you uh, without any kind of um, um, reason or explanation, and then had it reinstated later. Not to my knowledge. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a sec. But uh, hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully you're excited to have the conversation we're going to be having today. we got a lot to talk about. This is the first Taste of Cast of May, so we got a lot to cover, including game releases, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we get into all the things we typically get into when it comes to Taste Cast, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, I alluded to uh, something that happened to me. It was a brief thing, but as you guys know, we have a side channel called Tasty Flicks where we do uh, movie content, anime content, TV eventually, and uh, we've been having fun with that. It's been not been the priority of what we do around here. Of course, TLG is the priority, but uh, we've been having fun just kind of like having a dedicated place for that kind of thing. Me and you have been doing a uh, review series for Demon Slayer, my first time watching through it. Uh, we did 16 reviews for 16 individual episodes. Um, and then our latest video was the Northman review, a movie that just came out recently. And then suddenly one day I woke up and Tasty Flicks was just gone. Couldn't access it. Couldn't sign in. It was like, this isn't a thing. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Googled it. Went on uh, YouTube. Looked it up. It's like, it's been terminated because it broke all these rules and shit. I'm like, I didn't hear about that. So, uh, of course, I checked my email to see if uh, I heard anything from YouTube. Um, I didn't hear anything. They didn't say shit. And then I started looking into how to appeal. There's a really annoying process where you have to have your URL uh, to be able to appeal. You can't even try to appeal without that URL. The problem is if you're not at a certain level on um, uh, YouTube, you don't get a customized URL. So I had no idea what that was. Luckily, I watched a video. The guy said he went through his history to find it and eventually worked. That's what I did. I appealed it. I was uh, very detailed on what I'm willing to do to fix whatever the problem is. I would have appreciated some kind of feedback, some kind of like, hey, this is what you did wrong, but I never got that. And um, yeah, I uh, waited and within like 30 minutes, it was back. So brief, brief little problem we had with the Tasty Flex channel, um, but it is back. I'm glad to have it back. We only have 18 subscribers, so make sure to subscribe over there if you want more content from us. But um even with just 18 subscribers, it was it was uh, disturbing to have something uh, we've put hours of work into, uh, many hours, um, just kind of deleted off the face of the earth yeah. out of nowhere. <clears throat> that was the biggest thing that bothered me. I was like, so what I've heard is true. YouTube can just fucking nuke your shit without saying anything. I do think it was uh, an automation thing. I don't think it was a person because when I appealed to a real human, it was fixed very quick. So I want to... Yeah. Give a shout out to YouTube. Uh, very prompt on the appeal. I appreciated that. Um, but I want that to be a warning for anybody who's trying to get into the YouTube game, uh, especially this late in YouTube. Um, you know, follow TOS. Uh, I still don't know what I did wrong. I can guess. Um, but no, nothing happened after I, think, I got reinstated. I think you just pissed off the AI somehow. Yeah, yeah. Probably all the Demon Slayers just like, what the fuck? This guy's just taking episodes. episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, but yeah, follow TOS. But also uh, make sure you have your URL if you're still an early channel. Because if you do get in trouble, 
you're going to need that to appeal. So um, don't let that happen to you because it's a lesson I learned and it's very frustrating. Luckily with TLG, we have a custom URL. We've been around for a little bit. We have a certain amount of subscribers, certain amount of uh, time put in. So uh, that would have been a lot easier to appeal. And I would have been way more fucking pissed if that got taken down. Um, but yeah, anyway, Tasty Flex is back. Make sure to go check it out. Maybe you didn't know what it was. I actually put a, a little thing out um, on the, uh, you know, YouTube, you can put out like, um, uh, posts kind of like a social media so people can read stuff. Community page stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. I put one of those out and somebody was like, I don't even know what tasty flex is, but more content sounds cool. You know, it sucks. I got taken down. I was like, I should probably let people know what tasty flex is. So yeah. anyway, movies, anime, TV. And then the last thing I want to say about tasty flex before we move on to the next quick, uh, thing I want to throw out there. Um, we were doing the demon slayer, uh, review series we started i had this plan after it got taken down i was like well fuck it i'm not gonna just like give up on working on that so um we'll just review the season fuck it like i don't want to i don't want to redo 16 episodes of demon slayer uh reviews um so we had decided that we moved forward on four episodes so i think now we're on episode 20 um channel got reinstated and now i'm like well that's awkward so uh we are we are not doing the per episode review we were doing before it has stopped at 16 i apologize if you guys uh, the 18 of you uh really want us to continue doing that again um be vocal about it i'd be open to going back and doing that but as of right now the plan is we're gonna finish season one and review season one and then we're gonna watch season two and review season two it's less episodes but i think the overall conversation will be a little more, I guess, precise in the whole thing. Um, I guess watching episodes and reviewing each episode is very precise, but um, you get what I'm saying. It's a little more digestible, I guess, unless you're hardcore wanting to know what we think about every single episode. So anyway, moving forward, the plan is uh, we're going to review the seasons of Demon Slayer. So we're almost done with season one, so expect that review over on Tasty Flicks soon i also think it's worth noting that even though there'll be less individual shorter episodes uh i do think it opens up a door for um us to be able to potentially consume more content because mm-hmm. there's less editing involved yeah so um it might be a little less but you might in the long run get more total shows out of it so yeah and uh it's all we're just experimenting over on tasty flicks so uh things may change um as we go through it but again not the priority tlg is so that's what we're doing but just wanted to let you guys know what's going on tasty flicks it is back up it is running make sure to go subscribe to it um and uh, expect more stuff over there uh also a real quick thing i wanted to throw out there is uh I said uh, a while back that I was starting a TikTok. I think it was before 2020 uh, that I was talking about that. And uh, since then, I haven't done much with it. But recently, um, I have been uploading pretty regularly over on TikTok. So if you have a TikTok, uh, look me up, Tasty Loot Gaming. My name's Tasty Senpai. Um, what I'm doing on my TikTok is essentially just throwing clips out there. So uh, all the episodes we put out, I'm cutting uh, like. 40 second one minute clips off these episodes um so maybe you're too busy to watch our episodes i prefer you watch our episodes but and you want to just kind of see some of the highlights um you know i get bored at work sometimes i got some time on my hands and i just cut some clips out so if you're interested in that i'm also making some original c- content on tiktok um 
I do do, uh, I, I've done a couple things over there that's only on TikTok. If I end up doing something that's like specific enough for TikTok, uh, like, I don't know, I was, I was humoring the idea of doing like these quick top three or top five things, um, I would bring them over and put them on this channel because this is the priority. But um, anyway, as of right now, it's just a clip channel. So if you're curious about that, if you're just on TikTok, go ahead and uh, follow me and uh, yeah, I'll fall back. I follow everybody back, which is not good because I got like this rush of bots following me all of a sudden recently and uh i just follow anybody who follows me i'm like okay 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 and now my feed's all fucked up so um and my uh dms is just full of people going like hey hey how's it going hey hey just like sending gifts and stuff i'm like these people all want something from me <laughs> this is creepy so anyway i'm on tiktok taste of Luke gaming check me out do you have a tiktok you want to shout out not that i put content on so no. okay all right, so that is the two quick little uh, advertisements. Um, all right, so it's May, and it's the first taste cast of May. And every first taste cast of any month, we go through game releases. Uh, the list is very short this month, um, as it was last month, which is fine because uh, I'm still playing catch up. Catch up. Um, this is via thegamer.com. We've been using them um, pretty regularly because I think they got a pretty good. Uh, set up for their list and we're going to go through this we're going to talk about uh hype and not hype for all the games in may also shout out to chevy his birthday is coming up very soon he's a may baby so make sure to say happy birthday to him soon just do it this episode all right uh <laughs> moving forward let's uh let's jump into this so uh as of recording it is the 11th uh holy shit already uh, okay, so on May 2nd, we got Sifu Vengeance Edition on PS4 and PS5. Then on May 5th, we got Trek 2 Yomi, uh, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Is that not on PlayStation? I did not know that. Interesting. Uh, let me know in the comments if there is an error there. I also didn't know it came out on the 5th. That's crazy. We'll talk about it. May 5th, also, we got Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters on PC only. May 10th, we got Salt and Sacrifice. I didn't know that came out either. Uh, PS4, PS5, and PC. Then we got on May 10th, Eluden Chronicle Rising on Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Apparently, this is the Xbox month. May 10th, we also got this War Mine Final Cut on PS5, Xbox Series. Uh, from what I know, this is just the game, I guess, with a little bit more content, and it's like just optimized for modern consoles, New systems, which yeah. is interesting. May 13th, we got Evil Dead, the game coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then on May 19th, we got Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song. Uh, I don't know what that is because there's all these different Vampire the Masquerade games coming out for some reason on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. So everything. May 19th, we got Deliver Us the Moon, PS5, Xbox Series. And then also, no, not also. May 20th, we got Dolmen on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Then on the 25th of May, we got Sniper Elite 5 on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Then on the 27th, we got Pac-Man Museum on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, uh, Switch, and PC. And then last but not least, or could be the least, it does not sound that that interesting, uh, May 31st, SnowRunner, PS5, Xbox Series. Chevy, uh, any of these games calling to you? Any games you must have and any games you're curious about? Um, at some point or another, I plan to pick up both Trek of Yumi or 2 Yumi 
and Sifu. Um, I just haven't gotten around to either of them yet. Um, I could have swore Salt and Sacrifice was out already. I mean, I guess it technically is for us, but um, maybe it was early access or something. I, I don't know. Well, there's a, there, there is an original game that's the sequel to it. Uh, okay. It's Salt, Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, and... Uh, nothing else is really calling to me. I, I will say, if you haven't played this War of Mine, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, good. a little rough, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a that's a bleak game, and then they one up with uh, one up it with fucking uh, uh, oh god, Frostpunk. Yeah, which is another bleak ass game. They're like, bro, the struggle. It's funny because I I played another game similar, and I can't remember. It's like. 60 seconds to something or i can't remember anyways you, you you're in a bunker the whole time and and you have to survive an, uh like an after the I world end thing play that yeah and it's uh it's not as bleak because it's a little more cartoony and whatnot but uh same type of game mm. but um i think this war of mine is tonally better so yeah yeah nothing else nope all right well i got sifu i've played it it's cool i recommend it uh, so I probably won't be picking that up unless I don't, I don't know what vengeance edition is. So let me know in the comments. I can probably just look it up after too, but, uh, yeah, uh, Trek to Yomi. I 100% was planning on picking up. I apparently just did not hear about when it released. So I will be picking that up for sure. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 chaos gate. I'm 100% picking up. I was curious about it, but then I just read a review that said it's like one of the best X com games, like style games out there. I was like, that's fucking dope. Um, so yeah, it's like XCOM except for it's Warhammer. Um, so not a huge 40 K fan, but that's cool. Yeah. I just, I really like that for some reason they just make a lot of Warhammer games and a lot of them are shit, but every once in a while they fucking make a really cool one. Yeah. And so every time I hear Warhammer now, when it comes to games, I'm like, is it going to be shit or is it going to be really good? There's no in between. <laughs> well, there, there is, there's one game I thought was like. This game could have been good, but it's shit. Well, I guess it's shit. Anyway, uh, I will be picking that up for sure. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice, I also am curious about. Um, I like the first one. I never beat it, but um, it's like a cool 2D Dark Souls-style game. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Uh, I'm curious about this War of Mine Final Cut. I really like the original game a lot, um, so I would like to see if they've done anything to overhaul this or if it's just a port. Um, from what I read, it was vague, saying it is optimized for modern consoles which could just mean it's just runs on there now so cool whatever 60 um, frames a second yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so i don't know how much they're doing to it but if it's enough i would pick it up um it's a good game uh evil dead the game very hyped for this can't wait for this it's coming out soon i'll be picking this up day one um i don't know if it has an early access thing or not though so maybe i should look into that because maybe i can play it right now but yeah really want to play this a lot and uh there's a video out that i kind of do a tlg reacts to where they answer a bunch of questions about it um but yeah really hyped uh i don't know which vampire the masquerade game this is so i can't really say much on that i know there's i don't know I, i'm not picking that up uh sniper elite 5 uh i would be curious uh about it if I knew more about it. I like Sniper Elite, but um, they start to feel very samey as you play them. Uh, but yeah, the sniping and the x-ray uh, vision on the shots are always really fun. So uh, I may pick that up. I just got to look into it. Uh, 
don't give a fuck about Pac-Man. Don't give a fuck about SnowRunner. And uh, I don't know what Dolman is. So, um, yeah, I actually, it seems like I'm going to be picking up quite a few of these games. Uh, but the one that's the highest priority for me is uh, Evil Dead the game. I really want to play that. And then, yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Anything else you have to say? Not all right. Really. Uh, short and sweet month. Uh, <laughs> actually packed with quite a few games for me, but uh, not a whole lot of must-haves. But plenty of games I definitely want to check out. So let us know in the comments what games are you guys looking forward to playing or what are you playing already that has come out this month. What are you stoked about? What are you not stoked about? Maybe there's something on here that you're like, I'm definitely not fucking picking that shit up. Uh, Are you curious about anything? I saw a lot of people kind of go with Evil Dead like, "Eh, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. But what's the replayability going to be like? Um, I'll be able to answer that once I play it. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to game releases in May. All right. That was quick. Let's uh, move over to what we've been playing where we talk about what we've been playing in the last week. Uh... Let's start with you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, to start with, I played, uh, I think, about 13 hours of Oxygen Not Included. Um, can't really talk about it too much. It's the game of the month. But mm. uh, it was not quite what I was expecting. Uh, but it is reminiscent to me of... What the hell is that game called? It's like the Fallout mobile game that came out. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what it's called though. Anyways, it's it's pretty similar to that. Um, if uh, you are familiar with that game, um, I won't say too much more. But yeah, so that was that was a, a surprise for me because I knew mm. it was a survival game. I just didn't realize how it played. So um, <clears throat> yeah, other than that, um, I haven't played a whole lot in last week. Uh, might be a short taste cast. <laughs> I mostly played Final Fantasy fourteen. I've had the itch to play again. Uh so I've been leveling up my my tanks and my my ranged physical, which for those who don't play, that's you know, like the archer, the the person with the gun, aka the machinist and the dancer. Um and been raid you know, trying to raid. Uh problem with raiding with adults is, you know, adult things happen and sometimes you can't, so um, the last weekend we did get to raid and we finally started practicing the next fight, which we've been should have done months ago at this point. But, uh, you know, every weekend something's come up with someone. So uh, we finally got a chance to go in there and try it out a little bit. It seems like your schedule for raiding has been a bit inconsistent lately. And I, I'm not going like, well, you guys need to figure that out. Obviously, like you've already mentioned yeah. people got shit going on. But it seems like it's been happening a lot more lately because I was used to like you raiding twice on a weekend. And now I'm like. Oh, you're not, you're not raiding. Yeah, so we got one guy who got a new job, and he wasn't sure what his schedule was going to be like, and now that has settled, and he knows what his schedule is like. And then we have an, another guy who was rushing home on Saturdays to play, and it just has become too inconvenient for him to do so. Um, and then another member... And I'm trying to stay as vague as possible because I'm not trying to give people's information too much here. You say their full name and address and phone numbers. Um, their girlfriend surprises them to pick them up to go on dates, which is, is great. Uh, but it sucks for people uh, when we're planning things. So, um, But, you know, the priority is life comes first. So uh, that's our rule. So, uh, Dude's getting spoiled, dude. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I played some Minecraft. 
uh, got the itch for that again. Uh, played with a couple friends, uh, noticed some stuff was missing and I think someone accidentally logged on the server. So I had to fix some stuff real quick (laughs) and banned that person's account. So that's fucking scary. Yeah. They might've just put a number in wrong or something. Um, I didn't find any buildings anywhere. They just, uh, where my spawn is, I have like this, like starter hut so that Mm. someone has a, you have a bed to sleep at while you're trying to get your shit together, uh, before you wander off. Um, and there was a couple chests there, one with food, one with materials and both the chests were just gone. And then I have a fence there that had some like animals in case you needed, you know, food Mm -hmm. and, uh, one fence post was missing. So the animals had wandered out. (laughs) It was really bizarre. I hate that. And, uh, at first I was like, oh, weird. Cause we just invited someone to the server recently and, uh, they don't, they didn't play Minecraft before. So they were just learning. It's like, well, maybe they, they just kind of, you know, uh, mess with some of this stuff. <laughs> well, and then I went, logged into the server information and saw a name I didn't recognize on the list. I was like, I don't know who that is. Um, if it's someone I know, they can hit me up and ask me why they're banned, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you are. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck around Get that. off my server. <laughs> So, um, unfortunately Minecraft does not have inherent password protection and I don't really want to mod the server. So my other alternative would be to make a whitelist and just constantly add people's names as they wanted to play. And I really just don't want to do that. So yeah, I'm just gonna, if it became a problem, I could see doing that. But yeah. if it was just like a misunderstanding, I just don't know why the fuck that guy would just show up in your server and start fucking with things like that bothers the shit out of me. Yeah, it was really weird. I, and I'm assuming, I don't know if that's the case. Um, it very well could have been someone you know uh or could have been a server thing i don't know but mm-hmm. um it looked like there was a door that was left open and so it, it looked like someone had been there and then um didn't really know what they were doing mm-hmm. and left so <clears throat> it wasn't a huge deal it was an easy fix fortunately i i have a lot of material saved up but people kind of when they play games like like minecraft or their survival builder type games too they just like hop in a server and just go to town yeah. And so, like, I could imagine a guy, like, typing in a password, and I don't know how they would get so close to whatever password you're using, but, and just, well, like... Well, they would need the IP. That's why I'm confused. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, like, just getting in and running around and start, like, going to town, not really thinking about, like, wait, am I in the right place or not? Uh, they're just probably stoked they, they connected to a server at all, but, yeah, then it's, like... How did they get in there? How'd they get that direct IP? Um, which makes it seem a little more nefarious, but if all they did was open a door and let your animals out and not kill them all, and then not like destroy your shit, it seems the in- damage was super minimal. Yeah, yeah, it seems it seems fairly innocent, but I'm I'm a very uh distrusting person and uh question motives, so just knowing anybody was in the server that wasn't supposed to be and they were fucking with shit, I would instantly be like, well, time to change all the fucking info. Yeah. I uh, I went back to my base and immediately checked to see if anything was missing and nothing was touched. So um, it would have been really easy for them to find it because <clears throat> we have infrastructure built everywhere at this point. So you just walk down a road, you'll end up at someone's base. So what if it's some fucking like elite hacker guy who just goes into people's servers and just leaves like his trademark fucking takes one fence out of the fence line and leaves the door open. It's quite tinfoil hatty, but uh, you know, it was enough to make me a little paranoid if that's the case. If I, if I had the ability to get into people's Minecraft servers, I would just do slight things like that. Yeah. 
And the other thing I did is I mostly finished the new spawn point and I um, went to set it as the new world spawn. And apparently Minecraft's rules is um, if there's a roof, you'll spawn on the roof. <laughs> and so this building I made, uh, you don't spawn inside of. <laughs> That's stupid. So um, there's ways around it, but I was not interested in learning at the time. So um, I'll have to play around with that later. Yeah, let's see. Did I play anything else? Um, I was going to say Elden Ring, but I don't think I did. So that's it. That's what I played. Already bored of it. Not bored of it. Just <laughs> been playing it for a while. Uh, if I don't know how much time I have to play a game, I will <gasps> hop into to Elden Ring. So. Yeah, that's how I was. I was like, I got to dedicate hours to this. I can't just yeah. like hop in and do like one thing. I'll, I'll just do one boss fight. Yeah, versus like I'll 14, I can keep myself, you know, busy solo and then just log out when I need to. So. Yeah. So nothing else? That's it. All right. So uh, pretty much everything on my list is stuff I can't really talk about, but I'm going to say a couple things about them. But before I do that, I just want to remind you guys that Oxygen Not Included is our game of the month. Um, randomly picked, so make sure to play that. Or if you played in the past, come back at the end of the month. And then the plus games, I'm sure you guys know already, but they are FIFA 22. Do you see that FIFA and EA are no longer partners, and it will be called EA Sports FC from now on? I did not see that. So FIFA is is over, baby. So enjoy FIFA 22. That's one of the games on PlayStation Plus, though. And then uh, Tribes of Midgard and Curse of the Dead Gods. Uh, so make sure to play those. Come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. We will be discussing those games, and we, of course, want to know your opinions on them. Uh, that being said, uh, rest in peace, FIFA. Uh, I played quite a bit of Curse of the Dead Gods already. Um, I can't talk about my opinions on that, but I just want to let you guys know in case you're going like... Yeah, I don't really know what that that's about. It's essentially Slay the Spire, uh, but a top-down action game. So, like, Slay the Spire, you pick a path, and it's always random, and there's different modifiers and things that happen, and you, you go down this path, you got to fight a boss, and then a, there's a chest here, and then here you get to pick a way. That's how this game's set up, but then the play f- aspect of it is not a card game. It's a top-down action game. So um, if that sounds interesting, you should play it and then talk to us at the end of the month about it. Uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I've probably put about five hours, five or six hours into it already. So um, yeah, we'll discuss that when we do. And then I've also put about five or six hours into Tribes of Midgard. Um, and in case you're curious about what that is, is an up to 10 player cooperative um survival builder game on a temporary system because it's designed where you get to an endpoint and win or you fail and you start over again so it's almost like a roguelike in that sense but yeah every every match you're leveling up again and picking a class and leveling that class up every time you play a match you know you have to like kill five five or six giants and then you win or you fail, so um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something we'll talk about at the end of the month. But I've uh, I've been playing that, and in case you're curious, I've unlocked like I think three or four of the classes already, and I got to the fifteenth day, uh, but I did not complete the fifteenth day, so I did not unlock the fifteenth day class that you get when you complete the fifteenth day. I haven't done that yet. 
because the people I was playing with, the random people, um, a lot of them quit by then, and uh, we just couldn't get it done. So um, I'm hoping to do that so I can talk about that class at the end of the month. Um, the only game I can talk about, so this is going to be really brief, and I barely fucking played this game, but I was curious about it, so I downloaded it. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is their Battle Royale. I didn't have a whole lot of like high hopes for this game, because... Vampire the Masquerade doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. The original game was cool at the time. I still have some, you know, I still like it, but, you know, it's such a, a old IP at this point that they're making all these games for now all of a sudden. Uh, and then also it's a Battle Royale. So, and I'm actually at this point pretty burnt out on Battle Royales. I kind of like tried to go like, well, you know, they can still make a good one. At this point, I'm just kind of done doing these quick matches and I didn't get first place. Gonna do it again. Gonna do it again. Um, so you may be wondering, uh, what blood hunt is bringing to the table. This is the reason I really even played it outside of maybe I would have really enjoyed it. Um, the thing that that's differentiating this game from other battle royales, it's also free to play. So you can check it out. Um, is first off it plays vampires and there's different archetypes of vampires you pick before you get into a match. Uh, that have different abilities. Um, the one I played could go invisible uh, by pressing a button, or if I sat st- or crouched, I would go like half invisible, so maybe a little less visible um, to people. Um, didn't seem to work all too well. But there's other people who have like jump abilities that can like fly up over buildings, stuff like that. Even though every character can run up walls, so that's interesting. And yeah, uh, it's set in a city. You run around, you find weapons, you shoot at each other. Um, you kill each other and you try to be the last vampire alive. It is set up. One thing I do appreciate appreciate about it is it does try to uh, create a scenario within the lore of Vampire the Masquerade that makes the battle royale make sense. There's like a, I mean, it's a blood hunt. There's a, there's like a, a civil war, some shit happening between like vampire factions. And then there's like some like other party of people like that's hunting them down. And so that's kind of why all these vampires are shooting each other in, in the city. So I appreciate that they're trying to give a battle royale a story. Um, I know Fortnite has a story, I guess, as well. I don't know anything about it. Um, but yeah, uh, you have all these different uh, you know magical abilities. One thing that's interesting about it is um, there are human NPCs on the map they can track down. And you can uh, suck their blood, and uh, you're able to regain uh, certain properties back um, if you're hurt, or uh, I think there's another thing you get back from it, I don't remember. Um, So there's this element of looking for things on the map that's not just weapons or other people. Um, And then it has a system where if you go down, if you can stay like uh, out of the way and not get hit, you can get yourself back up. Which allows you to go find an NPC, drink their blood, get your shit back together. I got back up like four times, I think. It was like a lot in one match. Because somebody would shoot me, I would just crawl behind something and then get back up and turn invisible and run off. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, but uh, it did. It was kind of a clusterfuck. There was like dudes everywhere. Like uh, every rooftop I get on, someone's shooting at me, I'm shooting back at them. I turn a corner, somebody's in my face. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. I don't know how big this map is, but it doesn't seem that big if I'm running into people this often. Um, but it's, uh, it's littered with, uh, with weapons. It's not hard to find things like that. 
Um, so as a battle royale, um, it's almost too abundant, but I, I would hate the opposite. So I'm not going to complain. At least everybody's getting equipped quick enough. The abilities does make it interesting, but it does kind of make it feel like hyperscape a bit. Um, but in, in a sad way, more interesting because hyperscape was so generic. Um, and yeah, it's a third person shooter. So that's kind of cool, but not really too awesome. The, the controls didn't feel like that tight, but they weren't bad either. And the game looks pretty decent, but it's not the best looking thing ever. So this does just kind of feel like, um, you know, we got this property. Battle Royales are popular. Let's see if we can get this to kick off. Um, if I'm being honest, though, I don't think it will have legs. Uh, as all the popular Battle Royales that exist right now are uh, are here and here to stay. And if you're going to break into that, you've got to either bring something super original which i don't think is strong enough anymore or a brand that is strong enough to get people to come to it no matter what i mean battlefield couldn't do it uh their battle royale was a battle royale it was serviceable but it wasn't it wasn't strong enough and uh there are battle royales out there um scavengers uh games like scavengers that are actually really fucking cool but people are playing warzone apex and uh Fortnite. Oh, say so it's really bad timing too, because Fortnite just released the the no builder or building mode, and then Apex released a new character recently too. So, yeah, and Warzone's getting ready for Warzone two, so it's not it's not a good time to release a uh, a battle royale, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it, it's it already seems like people are pretty like uh, stuck where they're going to be playing their battle royales at this point, and they're all they're all in it to win it. They all are investing um, because they got everybody. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild because, like, I imagine there's still a ton of people playing Fortnite. Oh, dude, a bunch and of dude. I, I just a new wave of people have come back to it at this point because of the that update. Yeah, and then Apex is one of the top five games on Steam every day. So, yeah. and I think Apex is the most creative of all of them. But um, I'm biased. I, I love respawn and yeah. their ideas, and Apex is no different. Um, I actually should hop back into it because I know they released other modes. Outside of Battle Royale, I'd be curious to play. Is but, that um, 3v3 mode, I think, or something like that? Yeah, so. I'd be curious to try that out. Uh, I am curious about Fortnite's uh, no-build mode. I actually downloaded it on PC. I haven't played it. Heard it's fun. Um, yeah, me too. So I'm just like... Because uh, I, I like Epic. Uh, I liked Fortnite before it turned into what it is now. Oh, sure, it plays buttery smooth. It did. It did <laughs> yeah. play uh, buttery smooth back in the day So when I, when I played it. So I'm curious about it. Um... But, uh, you yeah, know, I'll play it and I'll, I'll talk about it, I'm sure, um, whenever I do get around. I, I downloaded those on my computer now, so uh, definitely curious to try that out. I think it has cross-play, too. I think all the Battle Royals have so. cross-play now. I think so. <laughs> yeah, which is good. They should. Um, and while we're on the topic, I, th- I think it's really interesting uh, that we're getting a Warzone 2. They're just making one from the ground up again. Um which hopefully they follow close to Warzone because they tried doing a battle royale with Call of Duty before Warzone. I forgot what it was called Blackout, um, and it Something was like it was shit. I fucking hated it. Is so it, is Warzone not updatable? I'm confused why they would make that decision. They well, I think I I think I read that the game is just getting too big, so they want to start over. Because I don't think they thought it was going to be as big as it got. Interesting. But I remember after playing Warzone, I was like. 
this is a good battle royale. Like they they did a good job. Now, of course, I stopped playing before all the crazy hacks are happening and all the crazy glitches and yeah. people getting pissed about this and that. But um, it was solid. But yeah, they they said that the game just is so fucking huge now. They don't want to keep adding to it, um, which I kind of appreciate because people have been complaining about the size of that for a while. Um, and I think they want to start fresh because with the Modern Warfare Two uh, coming out, um, I think they they're the ones who made uh, the original Warzone when uh, Modern Warfare Twenty Nineteen came out. Um, they're probably, you know, got a whole bunch of new plans for this. So um, interesting, and they're probably planning for the long term, um, the long run, um, so that they don't run into it a situation where they don't have to think about like well. We just keep making the game bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, it's been a big issue for them. So the it's like a hundred something. It just keeps going up gigs. Uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. So all in all, Blood Hunt is uh, it's fine. Um, I would lightly recommend it if you just want to try a vampire battle royale. Um, but I don't think I don't think it has a strong enough presence to take people from their preferred battle royales or change people's minds on battle royales if they're not into them. So I don't see, I think there will be a niche group of people playing it, but I don't think it'll be enough to sustain the game. I'd be happy to be wrong, but um, I just don't see it. When I played it, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Like when I first played Apex or, you know, Warzone or any of these, you know, big battle royales. And uh, again, Scavengers, if you haven't played that, it's uh, the biggest problem with that game is it's not on console, or at least it wasn't when I was playing it. It's a solid battle royale, but it's only on PC. It's not smart for battle royales at this point. So, yeah. Anything else? All right, well, I'll keep you guys updated on my uh, journey into possibly dipping my toes into Fortnite. That'll be really interesting. There's a video uh, from... I think like 2017 or something like that, uh, that I, I watched a while back um, from our channel. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I just played Fortnite. It's really fun, blah, 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 blah. And I'm listening to him like, that's so weird to hear me saying that. Because it was before the... Save, or Before um, there was two versions of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's so weird to hear like those words come out of my mouth because in the, in the current um, you know, situation... I I can't imagine me saying that. So maybe I'll say that again in 2022. That'd be wild. Um, yeah. So uh, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? Uh, what games do you plan on playing? Is there any games you'd recommend us play? Uh, that you're like, dude, you got to check this game out. Or you haven't been playing this game, you should play that. Uh, one game I keep thinking about a lot lately uh, because the expansion's coming out is uh, Monster Hunter. Um I uh, I've barely played the newest one, and I would like to play it before all the new shit comes out. But yeah, you uh, should. Yeah, time. Even though lately I've been dedicating more and more time to like one to two games, which anybody who knows me before this year, it's like twelve games a week. But since like February, since Elden Ring, I've just been like sticking to like one game, one to two games at a time. If I could just get you to play fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big investment. You say that. It's a big investment. As I'm playing fucking Godfall. In the time you played Elden Ring, you probably could have beat two expansions. True. I beat the fuck out of Elden Ring and 
I'm almost level 300 in Godfall. I could put that into an MMO for sure. But uh, that game's just so easy to just turn my brain off and fucking play. Um, yeah, so maybe 14 will get pulled. We put it back on the uh, the game of the month list. So maybe we'll get pulled soon. I don't know. <laughs> or in the next two years. <laughs> that is true. There's there's plenty of games on that list. Um all right, so let's know what you think about in the comments below when it comes to what you've been playing, what we've been playing. All right, so as you guys probably know, there has been a video circulating around. Some people don't know if it's real or if it's CGI. It was on Twitter, and it is on YouTube. We're going to watch it. We've both seen it. I've only seen it on my phone. I've seen it yeah, on my phone on Twitter. So Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to watch it on YouTube. It's actually the YouTube of the dude who did it. Nice. He's, got, he's got some info down below about what he did, so I'd like to read that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's just been really interesting because as you guys know, Unreal Engine 5, uh, is now out in full force. Everyone has access to it. Uh, a lot of people have had access to it, but like everybody has access to it now. Uh, me and you are, uh, you know, tech nerds. We like, uh, we, we get into like talking about engines and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I think Unreal Engine 5 is a game changer in the sense that it is putting the power of, uh, AAA development into anyone's hands. Um, and we are already seeing, um, early on with it just releasing some really impressive stuff. Um, And so the video we're gonna watch is made by a single person, I believe. Um, From what I read, it took them a month to do this. And uh, like I said, it came out and people, even though I saw it and I could tell it was CGI, um, there are a lot of people who didn't know if it was real or not. Um, And it is very impressive looking. It is very impressive. It's very impressive (laughs) looking. And all it tells me is, uh, you know, games could possibly look like this in Four to five years, I would I would estimate. Um, so between this, the Matrix um, teaser they did, and then uh, some other like uh, garage you know projects I've seen floating mm-hmm. around the internet, uh, I, I think it's safe to say the next gen's finally here. Like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, something we'll be watching this episode uh, actually had the balls to do what I think a lot of people need to start doing. And said that they are canceling their last gen version of the game because they want to oh, yeah. dedicate all the resources to next gen at this point. So you're going to see that more and more and more. Um, but yeah, the next gen everybody's been hoping for. It's been a slow uh, crawl towards it. I would argue there are some games out there right now that are absolutely next gen, but mm-hmm. we're going to see more and more of them. It always takes like a year or two to get over that slump of like the two gens that they have to uh, make stuff for. Yeah, well, and we're also in a very strange time, too, because, like, uh, with the multi-layers of, of uh, issues plaguing um, the electronics industry in general right now. Um, oh, it's definitely exacerbating. You know, software developers have had to take that into consideration when they make products. So Yeah. Um, do you see PS5 has sold 19 point something million? Um, and they project, you know, really good sales, but, like, one of the reasons it's not sold as much as they they assumed it would is because of the semiconductor. That might not shortage. end until twenty twenty four at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's a long. It's a, it's. There's I still know people who don't don't have a PS five who want one. Um, so it's uh, it's it's shitty. I do but also. More and more people are getting their hands on them. They I'm are seeing it more and more. And actually, and this is I'm just gonna put this out there too because I know people who want them, but. Um, won't sign up for the PlayStation Direct thing. Do yeah. that. Well, even outside of that, early on, like God. people wouldn't put the time into, you know, uh, refreshing their page and trying to wait it out and 
throw things in the cart. I know that's uh, really annoying and difficult, but I did that to get to get my PS5 on launch. If you guys would have saw what I went um, through to get my 3080, yeah, like the I know that I was putting in probably like 50% of the effort that I could have put into getting one. Mm. And I was able to get one. And I know there are people who aren't putting that in. And it, I, I know you just want to walk into a store and you just Which want to buy the product. Which would be preferable. I mean, do that. But uh, if you want it, you have to. I mean, it's like looking for. In fact, mm. I'd say finding a job right now is easier. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, not to like lecture anybody on how to get a console, but there are some people, and now it's the easiest time to get one, which is great. I'm glad to see that. But yeah. uh, I did see early on people going like, I can't get one. And like, what'd you do? Well, I called Walmart. Well, <laughs> you didn't work, try. You gotta work a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody else, I had to keep telling people, I'm like, everybody else wants one too. So I was just you. I was putting in 12 hours a day for 10, 10 days straight yeah. to get a, a video card. So, yeah. Luckily, my intuition with the PS5 helped me because they were, the pre orders went up a day early. And I was like, I felt like that was going to happen. And did. I'm like, fuck. Wow. It still took me like six hours. Yeah. And then chip shortages exacerbated everything. Yeah. So. so anyway, uh, more and more people are getting them, yes. and uh, and um, we are finally uh, getting into uh, a time. I'm trying to collect myself on where where, where we're even going in this conversation. Uh, next gen is is coming. Uh, the next gen people expect, um, and uh, I think uh, the video we're going to watch shows off that if an individual in one month can do this, and he does say this is pre-rendered. I assumed it was. Yeah. Um, uh, imagine what like a full dev team can do with Unreal Engine 5 and other engines that are coming out. Unity's uh, got a very impressive tech demo they released like a month or two ago as well. So uh, plenty of people are trying to make making games easier and easier with higher fidelity, better graphics. And uh, it's, it's exciting because as we've talked about a million times uh, with the big three uh, dying and AAA struggling, um, it's it's gonna seem as though, in my opinion, the people who are passionate are gonna have the tools to make the great games that we want easier than ever. And so I think it's gonna get really exciting uh, in the near future when it comes to games. So uh, let's watch this and then we can discuss it. This is called uh, Echu Daimon Station and this is Unreal Engine 5. It's not real. But you may think it is. Uh, in three, two, one, and go. Definitely formatted for Twitter and TikTok. The big thing, if if these were like stills, it'd be very hard. Yeah. To fucking tell this is real or not. But the head motion is the big thing that tells me it's fake. Outside of if you look up close, everything's sterile and super clean. Um, but like the movement of the head it just seems like a VR headset or something. Yeah. Or some kind of like camera control. Doesn't seem natural. The the lighting and and the shadows though are fucking incredible looking. The reflections of the light on the uh, walls off the wood. amazing yeah looking. yeah um the light coming through the windows you can see an illumination on the glass this is what i'm fucking telling people i keep getting into more and more arguments about ray tracing lately by people who with with people who don't know what ray tracing is I'm like dude you can't achieve this shit without it 
Yeah, the the lighting is so good. <clears throat> yeah, the the people who said make horror games are um, they have the tools to scare the shit, and they already had it, but mm-hmm. they just got extra tools to scare shit out of people with the way lighting is now. And again, as I read, this is pre-rendered, so it's just a thing that's running. Um, but it is all in-engine 3D models um, and under the right devs, uh, you know, we're going to get games that are going to look incredible. This is super impressive, though. Like, one dude did this. Well, yeah, and, and if someone wanted to, they could make, like, you know, little short films and stuff like that, too. That's the big thing I keep thinking about, too. When I, I mean, even Unreal advertised that for, like, green screens making like ultra realistic looking graphics that could be your backgrounds for movies yeah and that's every movie just the fucking green screen nowadays anyway even in the 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 realm of something like a like vr chat and stuff like that too um i don't know if you can upload something like this to vr chat but you can make vr environments you know that are insane looking Mm -hmm. so for sure full age from quixel mega scans that's interesting um yeah so this says uh lorenzo drago did the models textures animation and video editing uh running in unreal engine 5 using lumen no nanite um so yeah super impressive looking he's got a uh, faq here um that says uh is it real no it's is it real time is it real time can you read that yeah uh so FAQ, is it real time? No, it's a high res render around seven frames per second. Um, I can run it in real time, 30 to 50 frames at 1440p for daytime, but the image quality is worse. It's not particularly optimized, anyways. You can get better performance with a little more work. Um, system specs RTX 2080 and a Ryzen 7 3700X. Uh, breakdown I'm working on it, but I'll probably be a It'll probably be a post on my art station. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, how long did it take? About a month. Uh, how did you record the camera? I used a VR controller for motion tracking. Uh, mm. Check out this channel for tutorials. Link is posted. And then uh, hiragana, kanji, kanji, hiragana, hiragana, kanji, kanji, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So. You can't read that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, very impressive. Uh, we kind of talked as we watched it, but um, I guess for anybody listening, I would encourage you to go check this out. This is something you really got to see visually. Um, us describing things is not going to really do much, but it is a ultra uh, realistic um, in its ambition looking um, representation of a train station during the day. Uh, not a cloud in the sky, great lighting, Um uh, surfaces full of textures. Everything looks really good graphically, like near photorealistic. The only thing, like I said before, that really kind of gives it away is the head motion. And um, if you really look at some of the surfaces, you don't really see any lived-in qualities of like you know um, uh, dirt buildup and, and and imperfections and scratches and stuff like that. But it is the textures are, are amazing. And then it goes to a uh, night mode, which is um, really interesting because even in the Matrix uh, demo, you're able to turn day and night on uh, instantly. And they have that on purpose as a showcase of how quick their lighting engine can just 
do its thing. Yeah. Um, and this is doing the exact same thing. And it's, uh, it's really good looking, um, uh, with that lighting, um, being communicated like that, you actually get this haze in the air from the light in the air. That's really nice, really soft, um, uh, transitions really well with the environments. Um, and then this flashlight, the lighting and, and shadows on it are really good. You can actually see the, the shadows uh, traveling uh, where they should be based off of the position of the light. Um, it's really impressive uh, graphics. And if any game came out right now, a first-person game looking like this came out right now, uh, you'd be hearing all about it. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'd be a fun game, not just like Order 1886 looks great plays like a playstation 2 game situation but uh bro if you made a fucking new fear game that had these graphics <laughs> i would freak out i think it's also worth noting too that um i saw this because jeff Keeley retweeted it yeah so the industry saw, saw it like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah a bunch of people saw it and i <laughs> unless this guy's already in the industry uh i'd be curious if he's gotten any calls by anybody who'd be curious to see if he wants a job uh, is looking looking to design for somebody yeah because um, obviously he can do a lot by himself if he's on a team he might have uh quite a bit to offer so. for sure but this again like i i said before just shows that the 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 tools are there now like if you want to get into game development um if you want to get into um map design any kind of uh uh, model design uh it seems easier than ever and you are you are playing with graphics that uh, were only developed by big AAA companies before that would make their own proprietary engines or have connections with unreal and they'd be able to make these things uh with these huge teams and now just one dude in one month creates something that's this good looking um you can imagine what could be uh done with with more people more time and uh maybe something playable which uh if you played the matrix demo um there are some parts in that that are very good looking um so yeah it's got me really excited for unreal engine 5 i've been excited for it but then we keep getting shit like this just kind of dropping out i'm like oh, okay so like people are making really cool shit with this engine already like that's it's just the beginning like uh yeah there's some water right there too on the ground mm -hmm. it's yeah crazy. it's interesting it looks like the the ground's wet uh, I mean, it is, but even the like the rocks or gravel out there uh, seem like it's wet. So yeah, it's, it definitely looks like it's wet in in like the same way like it rained like you know thirty minutes ago. Wet would look like yeah, yeah. it was kind of misty looking too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah it's cool it, environments uh, with this kind of lighting um, and and reflections and, and shadows and everything is is just going to be so atmospheric uh, if done correctly. So really, really excited to see what people do with Unreal Engine 5. Um, and the hopefully near future, I feel like we're going to be getting, you know, games that fully utilize uh, Unreal Engine 5. We'll probably be getting them like two years, but um, I don't know. I'm not in the industry. I'm not a fucking expert. I'm not a scientist. So, yeah. But overall, I uh, kind of wanted to share this video with you guys. And if you guys have already seen it, discuss it with you guys. So let us know in the comments what you guys think of this uh, essentially tech example, this tech demo this guy made. Uh, is it impressive? Is it not impressive? Um, is there anything in it that you noticed that we didn't really talk about? Uh, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What would you like to see uh, made 
with Unreal Engine Five, like I said, I just would love like a fear game, like the 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 darkness, uh, the dark part of this just kind of remind me of like a a realistic shooter would be so fucking cool to play. Ooh, Hunt Showdown Two, looking like this would be fucking amazing. Um, and yeah, just discuss in the comments below what you think when it comes to this and Unreal Engine Five. All right, as you guys already know, I am sure because you guys are on it. Uh, Gotham Knights, Nightwing, and Red Hood gameplay demo came out today. We were actually going to shoot Taste of Cast yesterday, but there was a lack of uh, a whole lot of interesting things going on. And then I heard this was coming out. I was like, we should wait one day so we can cover that. So that's what we're doing. In this, uh, apparently, they go through gameplay. They discuss gameplay, and we will get a taste of what Gotham Knights is like. Um, there was a rumor, I think like a day ago, that somebody had said that this game was going to be four players instead of two players. That was actually incorrect. It is going to be two player, which is still pretty cool in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I got that info. And I also heard that they are canceling last gen versions of this game, which I think is uh, quite the move and something that possibly Cyberpunk should have done and other people if they're struggling to try and make... Uh, things on two different generations also i keep hearing more and more and more people do not like developing games with the series s in mind because it's a weird mid-ground that they don't want to make games for um, so hopefully xbox will just utilize it as a stream machine um, because yeah it makes sense to me i mean we're already at a point where people are talking about pro versions of the consoles because they're behind when it comes to what pcs can do by quite a bit now um so yeah, uh, people don't like developing for the S, and they it seems as though they don't want to develop for last gen if they're making you know games like this. So um, yeah, the tech's moving forward uh, regardless of scarcity. So yeah, uh, and it's just a tricky place for them to be in. But I mean, also think of it from the perspective of the people creating things. They likely got into it to create do the new cool things and they can't the only people who are really like oh we got to make sure that this gets out as many people as possible i mean that's publishers they're they're starting to make money so sure and yeah. it makes sense if you can get it if you can make it work on everything why wouldn't you but sure uh you know people always bring up um forbidden west as an example of like well they didn't have an issue i'm like well two things three things that's a that's a very and not to say other uh, devs aren't highly talented but it's a highly talented dev working only for playstation yeah. working on playstation infrastructure with people like mike cerny who developed the the console itself um so there's a lot uh more specifics they can work on with that outside of a game that's going to come out on everything they got to make it run on xbox series xbox one uh, ps4 ps5 like that uh, ps or pc uh, some games come out on Switch still when they're on everything else, and it's like their support network is also going to be huge because yeah. they got all the other Sony studios they can just call up. Exactly. So yeah, so there there's like a in-house in-family uh, aspect to the development of a PlayStation-only game that does give them an edge to do that. Um, not saying like everyone couldn't do that, but I think it is easier for them to achieve that yeah. than somebody who's trying to develop for everything. For sure. So. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, and as we've moved this far into current gen um, at this point, um, 
I think you're going to see more and more people starting to get away from doing both unless it's like a sports game or something that can easily be on everything. Or or they're not making brand new AAA game. They're just making yeah. something that is like more like artsy. Uh, sure. So. Yeah, if it could just run on it, why wouldn't you do it? But yeah. the games that are going to push the boundaries, you're going to see less of those coming yeah. to last gen at this point. Um, and uh, as much as it alienates certain people, I embrace it because people want the next gen games. They want the full on games that are only being uh, made for next gen with next gen in mind. And they don't have to worry about trying to make it for both things. So anyway, uh, this is one of those games, apparently. And uh, we're going to watch it. We're going to figure out. Uh, if it's deserving of that, but also uh, I'm just kind of curious about it. Uh, I, I mean, this isn't Rocksteady making this, uh, so my expectations aren't like super fucking high. Um, but the idea of a cooperative, uh, uh, you know, Arkham Batman esque type game um, sounds awesome to me. Sounds like it'd be at least a fun game to play with somebody else. And so I do have a curiosity about it. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot on it, so. Uh, I am stoked to see 13 minutes of it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's uh, looking dope. Shelby, do you have any anticipation for this game? I honestly don't even know what it is. I'm sure we've seen it before, but... We're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, the only one I even remember is the... I think it's the Suicide Squad one or whatever yeah, they make. Yeah, that's the Rocksteady game. Yeah, I knew that one, but uh, when you mentioned this one, I was like... Yeah. This is actually being made by... What is it? Uh... Is it WB Montreal? I don't remember, but they're the people who made For Batman, now. made Batman Origins, um, which is the one that people were not as stoked about because it's living in the shadow of the incredible Arkham trilogy that is just still super impressive. So uh, I was so bad for that game because it's it was like. I didn't think it was horrible, but people fucking hated that game because it just wasn't as good as the Arkham games. Um, but I'm like, what What games are, man? Like, those are really well-made games. Um, and definitely the best Batman games. So anyway, enough of all that. Uh, let's get you caught up on what this <laughs> game is, and let's get me caught up on what they're bringing to the table. This is Gotham Knights, Nightwing, and Red Hood gameplay demo in 3, 2, 1, and go. I don't know how well this is going to be. I guess we'll find out. Hi, I'm Jeff Eleanor, game director at Warner Brothers Games Montreal, and today I'm really excited to share with you gameplay footage featuring Nightwing and Red Hood from our upcoming game, Gotham Knights. Sick. A fully next-gen game. Allegedly. joining Nightwing, also known as Dick Grayson, midway through the game story as he patrols our city. All of the knights can unlock heroic ways of getting around the city. For Nightwing, it's his glider, the Flying Trapeze. Damn. The Regulator's gang are engaged in a hacking crime, so it's time to bring some vigilante justice to the bad people. Each crime in Gotham Knights plays like a mini game mode with rules and optional objectives. 
Nightwing's fighting style is acrobatic. Ping pong's around the battle. It's super floaty. Yeah. The animations are cool, the but the way he's solo, traversing the ground looks fucking Gotham crazy. With a friend. Here's Red Hood. Red Hood gained new abilities after being resurrected by an assassin cult. Here, he uses mystical leap to move the across the rooftop, springboarded by his own soul energy. Successful attacks and dodges build up my momentum bar below, mm. and timing my strikes and combos correctly makes like it build faster. Once the bar is I mean, full, heroes can unleash powerful abilities. Red Hood's ranged attacks are a little louder. He fires non-lethal rounds that still do a lot of damage. Here's Red Hood's Barrage ability, which deals piercing damage to interrupt armored attacks. The UI you're seeing can be customized to your preferences. What's on screen is what I like, but you can set it the way you like. What are the options? I wonder if they're just toggles. Like, you Probably. want it on or off the screen type of deal. Yeah, I suppose there's, there's info on that. Sure. Like, I, it sounds good, but I don't know what it means. I mean, I'd probably play with most of it on, but I like having the information. Holy perfect attack, Nightwing! Crime resolved. Fucking kill them all. I said, that was a mugging. That wasn't crime solving at all. Two things. The movement is weird looking. Very. Um, now that we've prevented the regulators like from stealing data, let's follow Red Hood for a bit. The Bat Cycle is usable by all heroes in Gotham Knights. Let's watch Red Hood chase down a smuggling van in Southside neighborhood. Floaty, but he's way better than yeah no fucking yeah nightwing was like way worse he's like doing things here and he's just like Red flying across the, the fucking ability map. to attach a bomb to throw an opponents so he can detonate it with a shot better for the doubt because it said work in progress still yeah. it's a pretty good yeah, time that the animation well, on the other guy if the gameplay is fun i'll overlook it but visually like it's just like off-putting very jarring yeah yeah yeah, that doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, yeah. I play like EDF, and that's a janky game. Yeah, so. for sure. I still like the idea of this being a co-op game, though. It's pretty cool. Now we're back at the Belfry, the hero's home Why base. Stand like this that? next Dude, sequence put your arms is from down. early in the game, as we're just discovering the Court of Owls. Yeah, not a monkey. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? If he put his arms all the way down, his fucking his fingers would reach past his knees. The back computer runs the map of the city and lets us pursue challenges and advance the story. Tank, fucking arms. Nightwing is tracking his next story mission, investigating the old powers club. The workbench is where we go to upgrade our equipment, making sure that we're ready for each new challenge through the game. Players find blueprints and crafting materials by taking on missions and fighting crime. Each blueprint has different stats. 
giving the player a wide I mean, range I mean, of cool choices cool. for their like individual strategy and style. Seems like the division. Kinda. Gear with mod slots is better because mod chips power up gameplay properties. Hmm. I, he's so stiff. I don't mind Nightwing being. He's, uh, he's Frankenstein's in this. monster. He <laughs> walks weird. He moves weird in combat. His moves At this look point cool, in the story, but... our characters are still processing the loss of Batman. Now his arms are fine. <laughs> when is not in game? <laughs> you could visit him. I could what? He went to yours when you could visit his grave. You haven't. I'm not the one staring at that. You know. Sometimes you're an idiot, Grayson. Players can unlock fast travel to get around the city in a hurry with the fast bat. That's a taxi. Belfry, got anything court related? The Court of Owls. A secret society as old as Gotham itself. Run the city behind closed doors. According to the old poem, anyway. Okay, but how does that line up with what Penguin said? If this all-powerful court really is out I'd be there, so fucking annoyed if I looked up while walking down the street and there's just a guy hanging from, from that thing. Yeah. I hear you. Besides the fact that, you know, they have a carnival attraction where you try to hold yourself up for two minutes mm. and most people can't. Be it's time for Nightwing to sleep. And he's just flying like that? Stealth is always an advantage. I'm in. Is it good stealth though? Be careful. Let us know if you find anything. They have a few guards. For long lunch too, huh? I'm not complaining. Nice to get a break once in a while. So what do you think the poor bastard did? What poor bastard? <laughs> as far as I know, I just got a longer break. Poor bastard? I wonder what that means. Every hero has unique takedowns and finishing moves. Ambush strikes are faster than silent Those takedowns, but make more noise. Yeah. I don't know what he's fighting earlier. I thought that individual reality of vision the helps the heroes kicking, solve puzzles but and investigate mysteries. But even the the impact felt. Yeah. And then when he jumped down and, and hit There's that first guy, wrapped his leg around or whatever, mm. it didn't look like he was touching him. Kind of yeah. There's no impact feel. At least with that, he like. He has like two individual character models. Here we see Nightwing's kind of elemental shockwave ability. It interrupts yeah. enemy armored attacks and deals elemental like those status animations look pretty decent. Yeah, I don't have any issues with the animation. It feels like he's not actually there. Yeah. 
It's, inter it's interesting too that it's like an action RPG now with like gear score and shit. Yeah. Because like the way they move and the way the combat works almost reminds me of like some kind of like free to play MMO. Yeah, it's just weird. And kind of done. Turned off by it. <laughs> I guess nowadays I shouldn't be using that as a, a term free to play MMO because they all are pretty much. But I mean, like back in the day, free to play MMO, you'd be like, eh, that's not as good. A hidden staircase. That can't be good. The world looks cool, though. Yeah. I think the environment's okay. They don't really have, like, any, like, major complaints outside of, like, specifically that character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's worse. It just feels like he doesn't bolt, like, he's not actually there for some reason. Shit, what's he doing here? How there's not a person in this room who's not getting their ass kicked outside of Nightwing. And one of them was like, I got something for you. For anybody wondering how this fight looks with Red Hood, check this out. Yeah, let's say fucking, I'd like to know how the other game works. Big problem with him, like I think he he looks overall like better in, in the way he moves and shit, but he's sitting there shooting everybody and like they just don't seem powerful. Red Hood takes on a Talon gladiator here, yeah. one of the Court of Owls engineered superhuman assassins. Hit indicator, you know, when you're swinging and stuff like that, is um, drawing as well. I, I can't really think of another, but I feel like they could have done that differently. And then you know, these bright icons, you know, this kind of reminds me of it's like a, how they they changed the visual style of certain things when they went from Doom to Doom Eternal. This belongs mm -hmm. to must be how like things got really colorful, and poppy, popping out. But this is giving me that same like vibe where like all the like the items and those those hit markers and stuff like that were just like ultra vibrant. Um, that must be whoever which is weird they the world's not. Well, yeah, they've even though it's its own game. Um, They've essentially taken the Arkham formula, but turned it into an action RPG looter shooter. Yeah. Quick, wake up! 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 W
there for the fucking ride. He's like, I wonder what happens next. Alright, we went over quite a bit yeah. already talking about it, um, but general impressions on what we saw. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it could be a fun game, but uh, really at the end of the day, I, I didn't see anything there that made me want to buy it, and I think a lot of that is that um, there's a lot of elements there that are just so visually jarring for me that I would be, I feel like I'd just be staring at them the whole time I was playing the mm. game, which would take me out of it. And I'm not really like talking necessarily like in regards of like, I want to be so immersed. I, I don't realize I'm playing a game because I like that honestly just doesn't happen, but um, I want it to be somewhat believable mm. and, and that kind of stuff. Um, maybe it's a weird example, but like, Elden Ring, obviously, when that came out, and this is a very extreme example, but like one of the things that um, a handful of devs like were getting pissed off about with the success of the game was like the game didn't have all these like crazy UI features to make the user experience, you know, more accessible. Mm. Um, I think this is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's too much. Yeah, the the first thing I thought when watching this was this game has zero interest in immersion. Yeah. And it is a pure gameplay game. 100%. So if the gameplay is fun and the loot is is good and there's maybe leveling or something, I don't know if they really touched on that or not, um, it, it'll be a fun game to play. Uh, but in terms of like, you know, uh, an immersive experience that looks ultra realistic or, you know, has like impressive movements or a UI that is clever. Um, I don't think we're getting it, but they did kind of give themselves the safety net and they do say right in the video, it's almost like they're insecure about it. They're like, this is how I have the UI, but we, we just let you fucking custom tailor it, which yeah, for is sure. cool. They're, they're letting you do that. More and more games do stuff like that. But um, it does tell me that like, they're like, I don't know, dude, just fucking throw every feature on the screen and then let them turn them off if they don't want them. Um, because there's a lot of shit going on on the screen and uh, the game just overall seems very systematic. Um, it's like you do this, this happens every time. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's nothing about it that seems, it just seems very mechanical uh, and stiff in a lot of ways. Um so yeah, like I said, I think it's it's completely devoid of, of any kind of like um, immersive gameplay, but it does seem um, like it could be fun. Yeah, and I'm not trying to sit here and like, you know, shit on the game or whatever. Yeah. It could be a fun game. Um, and I don't think it looks like bad. It just for my personal taste, I find the whole thing kind of jarring. I'm mm. also not a big superhero person either. And so like, I don't have like that attachment to it either. So I, I look at this just as like this purely as a game, you know, thing. Um, and so, so I guess to talk about some of the things I guess I did like about it though, like when I showed all the different like variations of costumes and stuff like that, I thought they looked great. Um, I also like the idea of like, you know, slotting in things to kind of mess with the way your character plays and stuff like that. I think that's super cool. Um, I like the kind of stuff in games. Um, if done well, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. If it's lazy, um, then it's going to feel like the wrong direction for sure. And you know, that it is a co-op experience that, and I think mm -hmm. it's supposed to have multiple characters outside of these two as well. Yeah. They kept saying the knights. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, you know, uh, 
I'm not like wowed by it, but I'm also, I'm not going to like just immediately dismiss it, but it is currently kind of like a super low priority uh, for me at the moment. I think mm. so like that right there. Why does that look like that? I don't know. Uh, yeah. In some ways it just feels, feels kind of uh, I don't want to say lazy, but it, it feels uh, undercooked, I guess, but in a way that seems like this is what it's going to be like. Like they have no intention of, of cleaning it up at all. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, in a similar sense, um, the co-op is definitely uh, attractive to me. I love uh, co-op in games and a big open world where you're getting gear and uh, slotting stuff in to change up your build, essentially, and going about doing missions where you can just run in and attack or hopefully do stealth in a lot of situations. I hope that's how it works. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, the gameplay, even though the way things move and how systematic it looks, looks like it's still going to be fun. You're going to have to like, look out for certain things and know your attacks and stuff like that. Um, I am a little worried in that I've seen I've seen multiple enemies now that seem like they're like bullet sponges or there's big like time. big fucking tanky dudes who you got like you got to beat the fuck out of for like five minutes and then they go down and get right back up afterwards which is not a fun gameplay mechanic if it was a true surprise it'd be one thing and a one time off kind of situation like oh fuck you got back up uh you know like elden ring where you fight a guy all of a sudden he like peels again you're like oh shit i gotta like, yeah you know it's not every boss that does that but um i'm not saying it's gonna be the case here either but uh uh, it does seem like it's going to be likely the case often because um, a lot of the enemies in this seem just like they have a, a fucking huge pool of health, um, which is something I'm not a big fan of and does make this seem more like it's a action RPG and not like a stealth action game. So, but uh, that might be fine. I also, I fucking hate the way he walks um, in this place. He looks ridiculous. Um, he's got my posture. <laughs> yeah. Except for he's got, Except I keep my arms on my sides. Huge monkey arms. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I uh, I got to see where I'm at and how it reviews when it comes out. Um, if I got a higher priority game, I probably will wait to play this unless somebody else I know is playing it. Like, dude, it's really good. You should play it or play it with me. Then I would yeah. then I'd be down. But if it's like kind of like a slow time in the year and this comes out. And it's like even getting like sevens. People are like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll probably pick it up and check it out because I'm a sucker for uh, loot and and co-op. Um, but subject matter doesn't do a whole lot for me. I like Batman enough, but I'm not like a fucking nutcase about it. I'm not like a super fan, um, so I wouldn't buy it based off that alone. Um, but uh, it looks it looks serviceable. It looks like it's going to be at least fun. And I like that there's multiple characters that you can play as, and you can kind of switch that up in co-op. So it'll be fun to kind of like. Um, try out different characters and different tactics for different situations. Hopefully the game allows for that. Um, and yeah, the environments look good. The city looks good. Um, I got no complaints there. I like how everything's like dark and cloudy and, and it's, it's got a good uh, aesthetic to it. But uh, yeah, there's just a couple things about the gameplay that uh, at the very best, I think will just work fine and at the worst, not be that great. Um, so got to cross my fingers and hopefully uh, hope that uh they they've made a fun gameplay formula here but uh it, it it looks fine looks fine i don't i wouldn't say i'm hyped for it but uh like i said when it comes out and if it's slow time in the air and i want something to play that's like this i i could see myself picking it up for sure especially if i know somebody else who's going to play it cuz uh i'm if this game is co-op throughout the whole game there's no way i'm playing it by myself um i got no interest in that in fact if this was a single player game i probably wouldn't pick it up 
which seems weird, just that one difference. But uh, the idea of uh, playing this game co-op is uh, is pretty enticing for me. So, uh, yeah. Anything else? All right. Well, that was Gotham Knights. Uh, let us know in the comments what you think of the Nightwing and Red Hood gameplay demo. Uh, what excites you about it? What doesn't excite you about it? If you're one of the many people I've seen complaining about this game, I saw on Twitter a lot of people going like, that game looks like shit. Uh, oh, which, really? Yeah. Like, there, I was actually, because I didn't watch this before yeah. I watched it, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter just complaining. I was like, oh, no. Is it yeah. that bad? I don't think it's that bad, but I get where some of the complaints are coming from. If you're one of those people, let me know in the comments what don't you like about it. If you are excited about it, and there's a lot of cool things here uh, you want to talk about, let me know in the comments as well. Uh, if you have any info on the Knights, I believe uh, Batgirl or something is in this game as well. I think they showed her off in early... Uh, trailers of the game i don't remember let me know in the comments uh but if you have info on uh, any of the stuff that we're talking about that we were ignorant of please let me know in the comments and uh yeah are you picking this up are you not picking this up you're gonna wait and see how it does um excited for uh, uh suicide squad uh rocksteady that game will definitely be um of uh, a different quality um let me know what you think of that. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to Gotham Knights and the gameplay that we watched. Uh, all right, so quick and easy. Let's move into the end segment already, which is uh, replying to your comments. We go back, we uh, reflect on prior episodes that we've done, and then we read your comments. If you want your comment read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. It makes it easier for us to find it. I will prioritize your comment for sure. And uh, it just kind of beelines you uh, to the front of the line, especially if you had something you for sure want to hear us talk about in the segment. That's the best way to get read on the show. Otherwise, I pick at random. Yeah. We only have two videos, though, that have comments, so I will probably read most of them. Um, we will see. Uh, so, yeah, we reacted to Diablo Immortal on PC. We reacted to Evil Dead the game. Um, and... Uh, Project yeah, we Q. talked about Project Q. So if you're curious about that, that was on TastyCast 165, the last TastyCast. Uh, so make sure to check that out. And yeah, we got some comments. So let's see. Uh, before TastyFlix got taken down, I yelled TastyFlix in the comments so people remembered that TastyFlix exists. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, man, my contacts are fucked up. Let's see. Dash SS? Is that what that says? Yeah, Dash SS says uh, the game has both crossplay and crossplay progression. Thank you. Um, yeah, and this is in reference to Diablo Immortal. We discussed that uh, hopefully uh, because of its uh, mobile nature, server nature, but also going to be on PC, hopefully it would have not only crossplay, which we assumed, it says, I think, in the trailer, but cross progression. So thank you for the confirmation on that um and then let's see uh order divine warrior yep says evil dead game top 10 i don't know what is the top 10 like what else is in the top 10 but that it made the top 10 or top um, 10 what yeah <laughs> or yeah maybe you want us to do a top 10 on evil dead uh i assume th that there's enthusiasm behind this though yes. and uh i'm also very excited for it so uh it will probably be in my top 10 Evil Dead games of all time. Because I think there's not any or very little of them. So, And then let's see. Andrew Thatcher says, I made an Evil Dead 
uh, fan game for PC. I hope you can check it out as I love to see a gameplay vid. Uh, I still need to check that out. Um, I looked at your channel and I saw um, uh, um, video of it. Uh, and if you indeed did make that, uh, it looks pretty cool. It's like a 2D like um, Streets of Rage-esque uh, game where you run around as Ash and beat people up. Brawler. So, yeah, like a brawler. So I would definitely uh, encourage anybody uh, go check out his game if you're curious about that. It's Andrew Thatcher. He's got videos on his YouTube of it and uh, he's got a download I think over there for it as well. I didn't get a chance to play it. I've been very busy but um, like I said, if you did make that game, um, good job. Like from what I saw, it's it was impressive. I was expecting less. So uh, definitely very cool that you even made a game. Very cool. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody who commented on that. Do you have anything to say to any of these? These are Not all really. kind of general statements. Yeah. All of them, including myself. I did the same thing. I was like, Tasty Flex. Uh, all right. And then the last video, which was uh, Plus Club. We reviewed Slay the Spire, uh, Hood Outlaw, and Legends, um, and SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm not going to say the rest of it because I said I wouldn't. So, uh, go check that out. Um, we had a great conversation over there. Um, yeah. So, let's see. We got a bunch of comments. Uh, go ahead and read the Psycho Scream one. Sure. Uh, Psycho Scream says, uh, fucking love Slay the Spire. Been playing it pretty much every day and most likely will play it going forward. Maybe they'll make a second Slay the Spire with more characters, relics, and colorless cards i can also vouch that he's been playing it because every once in a while i look at discord and it just says slay the spire so um he definitely it got got its hooks into him so i'm glad you're enjoying it yeah it's it's actually interesting um as you guys know i do uh the full conversation over on reddit every time i do plus club so if you're curious about that it's on playstation plus uh subreddit um every time we release the episode i i post the thing over there to, to discuss it further and it was amazing how many people had no interest in hood outlaws and legends uh which kind of sucked because i think it's a pretty fun game but I, I get it um and spongebob people either liked it or didn't um but slay the spire everybody fucking loved it everybody loved it and i also like it a lot so it's kind of cool to see. So on top of that, Psycho is also kind of <laughs> on the same page. He really enjoyed it as well. And I agree 100%. I would love a Slay the Spire 2 with more of everything. Um, it's got a great formula. It's got plenty of content, plenty of uh, uh, gameplay, as you know, um, since you've played it so much at this point, that uh, they can only, you know, as long as they can nail what they did with this game and just add more stuff and I think enhance the visual style. I think that would be really cool, but not needed. Um, I think Slay the Spire 2 would just fucking kill because it's it's been well received. Um, Those have a lot of games to look at for inspiration now too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like a great time to um, expand on what they've already made popular. Um, So yeah, I'm 100% on the same page as you. Like I really enjoyed Slay the Spire. Um, I have it on my phone. It's a great game to play on the go. Um, You can like make a little bit of progress on your run and then just stop playing. Um, so it's a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, Slade Spire 2 would be fucking sick. Uh, yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Thank you, Psycho. All right. Deep Idea 102 says, love your faces, guys. You're my favorite show before bedtime. Well, thank you. 
Uh, I would say we love your face too, but we don't see it. But love your name, love your comments when you do comment. And uh, I'm glad that we're your favorite show before bedtime. Uh, whether that is because uh, you like listening to the full conversation or we put you to sleep. Uh, because maybe it's just the perfect tone. You're just like, okay, I can fucking pass out. Awesome. Uh, I, I get it. My uh, Specifically my voice is super just yeah. low. So, yeah, well, there's certain stuff I can't watch when I'm trying to wind down anyway, especially yeah. anything where people are like either arguing, debating, yelling, uh, being excited about shit. Uh, I, yeah, I get it. So, and, uh, yeah, I can kind of see the way we run the show being a good wind down show as well. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate, uh, you loving our faces and, and, uh, being your favorite bedtime show. So, uh, awesome to hear. And thank you for your support. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we hear uh, from you again soon. Can you read the next one? Yeah. Tommy? Tommy says, yeah, I was happy with FIFA 22. My dad plays FIFA games a lot and we didn't buy the new edition last year. I understand people uh, are not a fan. I'm assuming is what that's supposed to be uh, of it, but I haven't been a fan of most of the plus games for a long time. So that's okay. Uh, LOL. Last month we got slay the spire, which is, fantastic even though i already had it for, for pc and i'm happy for the new people who got to find out about it yeah um the thing that i was glad to see um i saw mentioned a couple times and something we always try to be uh aware of is playstation plus is kind of a, a hard balance of trying oh, yeah. to make everybody happy and you just can't do it it's impossible so the best thing you do is try to make a diverse month of games that you can cover a bigger range. And so something I notice almost every single time uh, when a sports game gets added is that um, a lot of people complain about it, uh, which I think is always think is interesting because these games sell every year, these sports games. So and plenty of people love sports. So, oh, yeah, I always just think about like. You know, a lot of people like sports. Like, why wouldn't they release sports games? It's not for you, but there's two other games. Hopefully those are. Um, so I'm always happy to see sports games added. And then on a personal note, I get excited because I don't play these games. They're not on my radar. So it gives me an excuse without me going out and buying it out of curiosity for no reason. Because I probably won't continue to play it. Uh, it gives me a reason to uh, dabble in these games. Keep me a little more... Uh, aware and sharp on where gaming as a whole is at because I play I play a lot of types of games but I don't play sports games and so I, it gives me a little bit of an edge uh, being able to talk about all games when I've actually have played FIFA because it was on PlayStation Plus and who knows maybe I, I'll enjoy it I always try to keep my mind open so um, anyway on that note I saw a lot of people kind of mentioning like they are stoked for FIFA because they like FIFA and uh yeah, so pretty much what you're saying, you know, you're excited for it as well, um, and you understand. So uh, I just wish other people, uh, and I think a lot of people do, but I, I wish more people would understand the opposite as well of like, ah, FIFA's coming out, I'm not excited for that, but you know, whatever, can't can't win every month. So yeah, it's it's also really hard for me to kind of take a lot of those conversations seriously though, because a lot of the people who are generally commenting on um, what's being released for PlayStation Plus. Um, are completely just worried about what they themselves are getting, mm -hmm. um, which I understand, but they also have these expectations of like every month should be caught a war, for example, um, yeah. which is just unrealistic. But we also come uh, towards 
PlayStation Plus in a communal sense, yeah. which the average consumer is not. No, the average for consumer is sure. just giving a company their money, and then uh, you know they they have their complaints because like I'm fucking paying for this. Why the hell? It's like if you pay for Netflix, but there's never a show you want to watch on there. It makes sense to me, but it is interesting because like we we have this perception because we have this show, and on uh, you know Plus Club even on Reddit, more and more people are joining the conversation on that, and so. There's this like almost community aspect where you should kind of think about like, I guess PlayStation's place on like having to please everybody. And- well, it's also interesting, uh, I think, perspective as well is that um, I've been pretty much paying for PlayStation Plus since its inception, off and on throughout the years. Yeah, um, and the price hasn't like gone up in crazy chunks like at a time. It's just gone up pretty you know steadily as most things do. But like when they decided to to do the feature of letting you get games instead of it just being access to multiplayer. Mm-hmm. That was just something they threw on there. And that's just been, it is now a staple of it, obviously, but that, that was just something like, Hey, we want to give you another incentive to use this. We're going to give you a couple games every month type of deal. Yeah. Um, but there was, I, there, I, unless I'm wrong, there was never a point where they're like, you're going to get triple a games. Like that was never, mentioned so no and with the new tiers coming out soon that whether you'll have a catalog um i'm sure they will be putting some high-end uh older classic games on there Um, yeah they already stated they're not doing day one stuff yeah and i don't think they should um i know it'd be competitive to do that but sony sony has like award-winning first party games they they don't need to give those uh on first day and well they don't need to compete on a one-to-one level either they well, just that, need that's to be thing too I, and we don't got to get into a, yeah. a compare comparison discussion about um uh, you know not xbox live game pass and and, and playstation plus yeah. but um uh, all these services are different i mean yes. nintendo's uh switches uh online service isn't the same it you just get classics, classic yeah. games yeah yeah and then that makes people happy with that because that's yeah. what their demographic wants for sure um and i think uh playstation plus offering you especially on their highest tier uh back catalog of uh ps1 ps2 ps3 and psp games uh that is calling to their demographic if you're a playstation fan that's awesome yeah well and that was pretty much my point of it was like um you know they're doing the sony version of something and nintendo does the nintendo version and you know um you know, and then the consumer will be the ultimate judge at the end of the day, right? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But to to kind of go back to the the variety aspect of it, I think it's just a healthy mentality to have a, a an expectation of, um, at the very minimum, you're going to get some games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to own them already, and sometimes they're going to be in a genre you just don't like, um, and that's okay because yeah. the games you like, someone else isn't going to like either. So it's and what just... whether you participate in like Plus Club or not, yeah. um, I would I would uh, I would urge people if they want they don't have to, but to just challenge themselves and play games that they typically wouldn't play, um, which is most of the games of the year for me. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> just so you can try them and know what they're like. I see often, and I don't judge it. As, there's no negative to it, but like on on Reddit, when people are like. Yeah, I didn't download that game. It doesn't look cool to me. Um, I'm like, well, you know, that sucks. That now it sucks that they didn't download it, but it sucks that the game didn't do anything for them. Sure. But in my brain, I'm like, 
but maybe you would have tried it. Maybe you would have liked it. I've been surprised sometimes. Um, well, and everyone's got different free time too, and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. So. Oh, dude, so many people over there are like, "I got kids, fucking, you know, I let them play them, stuff like that." I'm like, "That's that's cool. Like, yeah. at least you're getting something out of PlayStation Plus." Completely understandable. Um, but moving on to the rest of the comment, yeah. um, uh, I have not been a fan of most of the Plus games for a long time, so that's okay. Um, yeah, so I mean that happens sometimes. Um, I luckily because I I do this as a show. Uh, I never have a month that I feel disappointed in because it's, it's essentially content for the channel. So it's always a good time because I get to have a cool conversation with people. But um, I get if you're just fucking paying the money and playing the games and you get like a bunch of months where you don't get games you like, that would suck. Um, but yeah, last month we got Slay the Spire, which is fantastic, even though I already had it for PC. And I was happy for the new people to find out the yeah. game. Yeah, and that's that's my mentality too. I have a, I've been really good this year. Uh, financially, I'm just like, I need to fucking chill on buying everything, <laughs> especially lately. Um, but I, I had a tendency to just fucking buy any game I was curious about. And then a lot of times on PlayStation Plus, there's always at least one game I owned uh, out of the three. And of course, for the channel, like I already explained before, um, I still am going to enjoy having the conversation at the end of the month uh, about it. But uh, if it's a game I like, I was always stoked that other people were going to play it. Again, there, I have a communal uh, sensibility when it comes to the PlayStation Plus games because of what I do with the channel, but also that socially I like to know what people think about things. And so if there's a game out on PlayStation Plus, I will literally tell people like, oh, dude, this game's like dope. You should definitely download and check it out. And now you don't have to buy it. It's also nice too that sometimes I'll have a game like, um, uh, oh God, Remnant from the Ashes that I'm like super into, fucking love. And then it comes out on PlayStation. I'm like, oh, dude, I could get people to play it over there. They weren't going to buy it, but now they they can just download it for free and play it. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm really excited for them. So, uh, yeah, I get that. And Slay the Spire is definitely one of those games because um, a lot of people didn't play it. A lot of people did play and liked it, but, like, it's a card game. And as I told a lot of people, I'm not into card games, but it's a lot of fun. Even over on Reddit, people were like, I'm not really into card games, but it's a lot of fun. Like, they, it's a solid formula. Your card game is such like a broad term anymore. That's why I like saying so. like deck builder because it's yeah. even though you could call like Magic the Gathering a deck builder card game because um, you're literally building a deck, but uh, just these on the fly games where you get new cards to throw in, it's easy to call it deck builder. But for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, that that they're that they're having a rule set by cards, but also thinking about the gameplay as well uh can create some really interesting um uh gameplay so, yeah i mean you get the adventure game format but the yeah. combat's done with cards essentially so yeah uh, i and think it's a good marriage replayability with the randomness to it it's it's a really good formula yeah um so yeah i mean i pretty much agree with everything you said there and uh glad for you to uh to have um expressed your thoughts on fifa because this is something we talk about often and even though we're not big fifa fans um there, yeah, but there's your, plenty of them but your dad is yeah so which is, which is cool so. yeah anything else no all right and the last comment we got is from orda yep uh saying very cool idea thank you thank you i uh 
I I love doing this every month, and uh, every time somebody discovers what we're doing and they appreciate what we're doing and uh, joins in or at least watches, uh, I always really appreciate it. So uh, thank you for the comment and uh, thank you for the support. Those uh, those comments always make me go, we're doing something cool here. So I enjoy doing it regardless, but uh, that other people are enjoying it as well is always fucking awesome. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all the comments for uh, the last couple episodes. And I think that's about everything for this episode. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast episode 166. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check out our socials and streams. Links down below. I really want to start streaming again. It's just been a schedule problem. I've been fucking busy, but uh, I've been thinking about streaming a lot lately because I miss doing it. So, hopefully look forward to that. Um... Yeah, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, check out our, um, uh, oh, God, uh, Discord. Link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And uh, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, if you're brand new, I've been Seth. This has been Chevy. Thank you for joining me, Chevy. Thank oh, you yeah. for joining me, everybody who watched the episode. Make sure to comment below what you thought about everything we talked about. And until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy. Take it easy.